So I'm sitting there yesterday thinking about life and I'm asking myself, what do I want to become an absolute expert in? What do I want to become a beast in? What do I want to become the best in? Because I'm at this weird place in life where I don't even know what exactly I'm doing for a career. I got like six part-time jobs. I'm kind of a a fitness instructor, personal trainer. I'm kind of uh, an interpreter, translator. I'm kind of even like a model actor, but not really. Like I got so many part-time jobs going. I don't have a real job. I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do in life or what I'm supposed to be great at, but I know I want to be great at something. I want some greatness in this world. So I'm going through these like seven or eight different categories of things that I'm pretty good at and I could try to be great in. And then I, I come to the conclusion. I'm like, you know what? Okay. Out of all of these things, the fitness biohacking topic is the one that motivates me the most nowadays. And I would also argue that it's the most important for the world. It's the most important for the world because our fitness, our health and fitness sucks for the most part. And we're living in a modern world where you have to go against the norm so much to be healthy and fit. And so it's the one that if I get really good at it, both in my own personal fitness and health practices and in my ability to teach others and work with others, that's the one that can have the greatest impact on the world anyway. So let's get really good at that. Now, how do we measure that? Well, one of the easiest ways to measure how good our fitness is, is by pure strength. How much we can lift, how much we can move. Strongman competitions, powerlifting competitions, blah, blah, blah. Realistically, am I ever going to be a champion strongman or powerlifter? No, probably not. But I am at a point where... I'm pretty good as it is, right? And, um, you know, 34 years old and I'm pretty dang strong. And I keep telling myself, I want to get to the point where I just walk into a room immediately and people are like, okay, I want to train with that guy. I want to know what that guy knows. Like people just take one look at you and they're like, okay, all right, all right, all right, yeah. Let's train together. Tell me what to tell. I'll pay you the money. Tell me what I need to do, please, sir. Just want to have that look where just undeniable. See, there's a concept that, and this is actually how I got into the whole, you know, thought process yesterday of get so good they can't ignore you. This is a concept that I absolutely love because in a world where so many of us are trying to kind of manipulate our resume and be very good at negotiating a salary and a contract and a blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, you know what? This is not even for me. I, I like... <sighs> Yeah, like people have told me so many different times, well, you got to be smarter with, you know, because like the one knock on me at this point in life is that I probably, I don't make that much money. I haven't made as much money as I probably could have for my talents and skills and experiences. And then, you know, you got to negotiate, you, you, you better, you got to do this, you got to sell yourself better, you got to blah, 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 you got to work with people better, you got to kind of manipulate a little bit better here, that way you can get a little bit better money, you got to understand how the system works, blah, 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 blah. In my head, I'm just sitting here saying, all I want to do is get so good that people can't ignore me anyway, that it doesn't even matter, that I don't even have to hardly negotiate for stuff. And you might say, say to yourself, Sean, that's a stupid philosophy. You're never going to win in life that way. Well, screw you. I'm just going to win anyway. Okay, so took me to the topic of how to get freakishly strong. And by freakishly strong, I mean 10 to 15% stronger than I am right now because I'm already, I, I'm, I'm very strong, okay? I'm six foot two, I weigh 207 pounds currently, 10.7% body fat. This was just measured recently on an in-body scan. And so I told myself, 
All right, let's set some goals for the end of the year 2024, because this is late January. This is going to come out in February, but it's late January that I'm recording this episode. I said, let's set some goals by the end of 2024, and that if I can hit these goals and get this strong, like I will officially be at that point where I just walk into a room or someone comes up and meets me, and they're like, okay, whoa, (laughs) I want to train with that guy. Um, And so these are all strength-related goals. Now, these are strength-related goals on six of the major compound exercises. And it's it's kind of like a 10 to 15% strength increase from what I can currently do on all of them. And what I'm measuring it by is a five rep max. Now, in true powerlifting and strength competitions, it'll be a one rep max. The reason that I decided I'm not going to train to a one rep max is just because realistically, for for most regular people, and I still consider myself a regular people, a regular person in the realm of fitness, for most regular people, training to a one rep max, just probably the cons outweigh the pros in terms of injury risk and things like that. Um, it's also kind of hard when you don't have the proper spotters and stuff. Like if I wanted to get real, real serious, I could go one rep max. But long story short, I see a five rep max on these major compound exercises as an excellent measure of strength and also as a surefire way to have more muscle on the body because I also have an aesthetic goal of, I've said for a long time, I want to be 215 and lean. Now, there were a couple times last year where I weighed 215 pounds, but I wasn't necessarily that lean. Like I still looked pretty lean, but I was probably 14, 15% body fat at the time, um, which is still, you know, I still kind of had like a little visible six pack and it, it is lean basically. But now the goal is to be 215 pounds and under 10% body fat which means that from where I am right now, I need to gain eight or nine pounds of muscle. And really the fat could stay the same because when you increase your muscle mass, like I said, I'm 10.7% body fat right now as of a couple days ago. When you increase your muscle mass, if you don't gain any fat to go along with it, your body fat percentage is actually slightly decreased because now you have more muscle to fat ratio. Okay. So really, I don't even really need to lose fat, maybe a pound, I don't know, but it's essentially gain eight or nine, 10 pounds of muscle, which that's a task when you're already at a level like I'm at. Like for there are newbie gains. See, newbie gains is what happens in the first few years of weightlifting, which, you know, then for someone who's just getting started with weightlifting, it's very easy to put on, you know, five or 10 pounds of muscle in a year, maybe even, you know, 10 in the second year. You can realistically put on 20 to 25 pounds of muscle in a year and a half, two years. And that's kind of what I did. I put on 20, let's call it 15 pounds of muscle for sure over the past two years and um two to two and a half years and now i'm looking at adding another eight to ten in the next 11 months which is no easy task however i know that with these strength goals like if i hit the strength goals i basically will by default be at the aesthetic goal i mean maybe not necessarily okay like you know i I might have to cut a little body fat at the end like I, i you know i might push my strength to the point where I get up to say 217, 218, even 220 and have a little extra fat and then maybe cut a little fat at the end to get down to 215. But the point I'm making here is muscle is a byproduct of strength. So if I hit those strength goals and I'm increasing my five rep maxes on all these exercises, it's almost inevitable that I'm going to basically hit the aesthetic goal uh, as long as I'm able to just cut off a little fat when necessary. If I, and I don't mean cut off like with scissors, I mean like burn off by, you know, getting into a calorie deficit a little bit. But The point is, if I hit the strength goals on these six major exercises, I'll pretty much have the aesthetic goal. You can basically guarantee it because these strength goals are lofty. So what are they? Okay, so it's a barbell overhead press, barbell bench press, barbell squat, barbell deadlift, barbell row, and weighted pull-ups with any grip. Now, 
six exercises and my, okay, I'll tell you my current and then my goal, all right? Again, these are five rep maxes I'm working on. Okay, so overhead press, I can currently do 165 rep, uh, pounds like three or four times. The goal is to go 185 by five at the end of the year. Bench press, I can I just did it this morning. 275 by four is what I got. The goal is 305 by five. Squat, squat, I've gotten pretty high before. The goal is 385 by five by the end of the year. I've done 385 for a rep or two before. With good range of motion, I'm realistically hitting about 315 to probably 335 by five right now. Um, deadlift, deadlift is the big one. See, I'm doing this double overhand grip, um, you know, because it's lower risk for injury. So double overhand grip and no straps, no wrist straps, which, you know, you gotta have a really good grippy deadlift bar. And to do the deadlift well, uh, for me, it's always the, it's always the forearm strength, and this is why people do the switch grip, the, the mixed grip, or they use straps. But I'm not doing that. I want to do it the essentially the cleanest way possible, the best way possible. Double double overhand standard grip and no wrist straps, which means I need some massive forearm strength. And I'm one of those people who I I'm a rare case of someone who has a stronger squat than a deadlift. And so right now I can squat more than I can deadlift typically. Now, if you gave me straps or, you know, mixed grip, then I could maybe deadlift more than I can squat. But anyway, the goal is the same number, 385 by five deadlift. Right now I can probably do, I could maybe, maybe do 315 by five, probably 305 by five, maybe, not probably not even 315. 295, 305 by five, I wanna get up to 385. Okay, that's probably gonna be the most challenging one and it's mostly forearm strength because I probably have the back and and posterior chain and leg strength to do it. Then there's the barbell row and I wanna get to 245 by five. Right now I can probably do uh, maybe 215 by five with actual good form. It's also a forearm strength issue as well. And then weighted pull-ups, uh, the goal is to do it with 90 pounds attached to me, five reps with pretty much any grip. And right now I can do about 70 pounds for four or five reps. Okay, so those are the goals. These are the big strength goals, the compound exercises. And by the way, if you wanna just improve your fitness and strength and your look overall, if you just focus on those exercises, and like there's a few others I could mix in there or exchange in and out, but those that's like a six exercise plan that you could do and, and like literally not even do any other exercises and just get better at those and you would make make major strength and muscle gains provided that you do the other two things that I'm going to talk about here correctly, okay? You can make massive, massive gains just by focusing on those main compound exercises. You don't have to worry about all the fancy single joint stuff that much. Yes, they, they have value, but really, if you get if you get better on those six exercises, the ones that I just mentioned, and I could really even like break it down to like three, you could pick three, but like if you get better on those six exercises, then you will be stronger probably in every muscle group of the body. And the reason I say you could even break it down to three is because you look, what are those? Those are essentially, you have two upper body push exercises, the overhead press and the bench press. You have two leg exercises, the squat and the deadlift. Now the deadlift is also kind of like a back exercise. The deadlift's a whole body exercise, let's be real. But, and then you have two true, you know, mainly back or upper body pull exercises, which are the barbell row and the pull up. Okay, so you have a push, a pull, and a leg. Like you could pick one. You could literally just do like overhead press, squat, and barbell row and not even do the other three, and do those, say, three or maybe even two times a week, ideally maybe three times a week, and just nothing else for pure strength, and you would see massive strength gains. See, a lot of people overcomplicate exercise. Like I said, there's some value in all those single joint exercises and all those other fancy moves you see, 
But the biggest bang for your buck exercises are these main compound lifts. And if you get stronger in them, you are going to have more muscle. You are then also going to have a higher metabolism. You're going to have an easier time burning body fat. You're going to have a better physique. You get that? All right. So obviously as part of this, um, well, the three steps that are involved, the three steps that I have in this plan are very simple. So first I have to train right. Then I have to eat right, and then I have to sleep right. And it's funny because these are the these are the big rocks anyway. These are always the three key things with any fitness goal, and you know I could argue any health goal. It's 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 three things: it's exercise, nutrition, and sleep, or movement, nutrition, and sleep. Now, when you're trying to build strength, you know people can talk about all these other things you could do on the side. Oh, I could do you know take these supplements, or I could you know do this sauna after the workouts, or I could do a cold shower before the workout to spark the energy and get whatever. You know, blah, 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 blah. I could take the right pre-workout supplement or I could do this and that. Okay, but if you're not sleeping well, eating well, and doing proper exercise programming, it's just not going to work hardly at all. Um, So those are always going to be the three most important things. Now, interestingly enough, the the hardest ones for most people, well, okay, I shouldn't, uh, how do I want to communicate this? I I put them about even, like each one has like 33.3% importance in terms of which one's the most important. I actually find that the clients that I train, typically the sleep and the nutrition are the hardest parts. Like most people who want to have an exercise, a fitness goal, they can get into the gym or they can do the workout. They will do the workout, but then it's the nutrition and the sleep that are the hardest parts in the modern world. Now, what does this look like? So in, in, a, in like my case, and you could follow this plan, like you could, regardless of your fitness level, you could say, okay, I'm going to try to do the same thing Sean's doing. I'm going to try to gain 10 to 15% of strength on these key exercises by the end of the year. And which is obviously going to improve your physique. You're going to have probably 10 to 15% more muscle on your body. Okay. So what I'm talking about is a five rep max. And I actually think that this is a good measure of strength on all of these compound movements. And so how do we improve that? Well, we get better at what we specifically train for. So we should be specifically training a lot of times in fairly close to that five rep range. So on a lot of these exercises, most of the workouts that I do, I will be doing, I'll be focusing in the three to eight rep range, I would say. Um, I'll probably do a lot of what we call reverse pyramid training, where you take an exercise, you do, it's a reverse pyramid, so how do I describe it? You take a couple of warm-up sets where you're gradually increasing your weight, not going super heavy, not even maxing out at all, just doing three to four reps to get yourself warmed up. And then you get to the weight that you're going to start with and do your first heavy set. Your first heavy set, just to give you an example, I could do this with an overhead press. So I might warm up, do a quick set with 65 pounds, three reps, 95 pounds, three reps, maybe then 135 pounds, three reps. None of this is super hard yet. Then I'll bump it up to 165. And let's say right now I might get four reps in that first set with 165. Then I'll take a nice long rest, maybe a two-minute rest, And then I'll drop it down to, let's say, 155. Then maybe I can get six reps at 155. Then I'll take another long rest, drop it down again to 145, and then I'll do eight reps. And those sets, I'm almost almost kind of maxing out, okay? That's the reverse pyramid. You go up to your highest weight, and then you gradually come back down just a little bit. And you're kind of in that, you know, four to six range for your first set, six to eight range for your second set, and then eight to ten range, if you can, for your third set. This is reverse pyramid training. This is great for strength training on these major compound exercises. So what I'm going to be doing 
is training a lot in that style. I will still be working in probably some single joint exercises if there's time on given days just to strengthen some of the auxiliary helping muscles. Um, and for those, I might train in the 8, 10, 12 rep range. Um, but the main focus is going to be on these core movements and on training kind of like in that reverse pyramid or maybe a 3 by 5 or a 5 by 5 training style. And um, I think in terms of the program of like which days to do which per week, that's a little trickier for me right now because, you know, like all of us with our fitness goals in the modern world, it's like finding a way that works for our schedule, right? And my schedule is a little bit not super predictable. I like it when I have a more like predictable morning where it's the exact same thing every day. But right now I have a few days like a week that I usually need to wake up like super early to where I wouldn't even want to do a heavy, you know, like I need to be into work by 5.35, a.m. And I'm not one nowadays who likes to wake up at 3 to get in a big long workout just because I value sleep too much for the gains. So like on those days, I'm, tomorrow's an example of that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to work out right when I wake up. Long story short, I'm someone who likes to get in a workout basically every day at the same time. However, that doesn't work out that well with my schedule right now. So then what do we do in this case? Well, for me, I'm going to kind of do it intuitively, and, and a lot of trainers out there would be like, oh, that's a stupid move, Sean, to be intuitive, but I've been doing this for long enough. I have a good enough idea of how programming works in general and you know, of listening to my body, reading the signs. I'm going to do it intuitively in the sense of deciding, okay, how much time do I have for a workout today? How does my body feel? What exercises am I capable of doing at a heavy le- heavy level? What body parts should I maybe just totally ignore? Which one should I maybe go light and get some practice sets in? Long story short, there's not an exact routine. The, the best routine probably for most people would be to, like I said, do it three days a week and take like full rest days or just very light or mobility days in between your heavy days. So you hit the full body, maybe like one of those, you know, like three exercises, maybe it's bench press, deadlift and um, weighted pull-ups or something like that. You know, a push, a pull and a leg movement, a reverse pyramid of each one or three heavy sets. And then you take like a full rest day in between. You don't do anything, any lifting the next day. That's probably the best way to do it. Um, Like I said, it depends, it varies person to person and everything, but that's probably actually the best way to build strength. Now, with mine, like I said, I'll be doing it a little bit intuitive, but I think you kind of get the point on how we need to train. We need to train specifically to try to build the strength. Recovery is important, and obviously the second big pillar is nutrition. Now, nutrition is... um, the main thing, the main thing is to get enough protein. And that's also the hardest part with all the clients that I work with. Protein is the most challenging thing. Protein is the hardest thing to get enough of because we live in a stupid carb junk world. It's all carbs when you go out there and you you go to their restaurants, carbs and a whole bunch of other junk, seed oils and added sugars and I don't know what else. It's all excess carbs. You go to the gas station, you want to get something, a little to snack on. It's carbs. You get to the restaurant, it's carbs, it's carbs, it's carbs. The grocery store, you have a little bit of like a, you know, a, a dairy and meat section and a fruits and vegetable section. And the whole middle is carbs and carbs and carbs and boxes and junk. And so it's a protein first focus. This is the main thing. Now, for me, I'm a big believer in the one gram of protein per pound of target body weight per day, meaning that I should be eating probably 215 grams of protein per day. And that's really it. That's really the main thing that I'm going to be going for is just hit 215 grams of protein every day. Just aim for that. And I've, I've tracked long enough and I know what protein is in which foods to the point where I'm probably not going to, I I may use some MyFitnessPal occasionally. I may have some bouts of this 
where I'm strictly tracking, but I actually don't plan to track that strictly. I plan to eat somewhat intuitively and just make sure that I'm hitting that 215 grams of protein per day. Um, now, for most people, if you're really serious about this and you want to add 10 to you know 10 pounds of muscle or get 10 to 15% stronger on all these given exercises and you've never tracked your nutrition before, it would be very useful for you to use an app like MyFitnessPal or some other way to track your macronutrients. Tracking macronutrients, your proteins, fats, and carbs, and then your total calories is the best surefire way to make sure you hit a fitness goal. Um, and in general, when we're trying to build muscle, we need a calorie surplus. I mean, the, the, the protein target is the most important thing. A calorie surplus, a slight calorie surplus, not too much. We don't want to be, you know, putting on a bunch of fat. But a slight calorie surplus, you know, maybe between 300 to 500 calories per day over our maintenance is what we typically need to build. That's a good general estimate for most people. Now, there's a lot of things that affect metabolism, a lot of things that are individualized about this, but it requires a bit of a calorie surplus in general. So for me personally, with my goal, like I said, I'm not going to worry too, too much right now about the exact number of calories, especially because that fluctuates for a lot of reasons throughout the year. There might come a point where I realize, okay, you know, I'm plateauing or something or uh, or whatever, let's track and let's make sure I hit a certain number of calories or get into a certain surplus. That way I see the weight go up on the scale and that way I can see the weight going up on these exercises because ultimately um, being in a calorie surplus, especially if you've added some you know, some extra carbs, I know I just talk shit about carbs so I don't want to make it too confusing, but being in a calorie surplus and adding some extra carbs to your diet when you're trying to build can be very beneficial uh, just because it gives you just some extra energy in general uh, to lift heavier. So that's kind of what it's about with nutrition, but the key is protein. The key is get enough protein and then let the rest of the calories fall fall where they may. Um, and that'll be beneficial for any you know goal, whether it's build muscle, burn fat, or a combination of the two. So the third thing is sleep, okay? Sleep is the big one, and the biggest piece of advice I could give probably right now in my fitness journey in life, if you're looking to build muscle and strength, is get to the point where your alarm is no longer waking you up. Because I know some of you think about that and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, if the alarm doesn't wake me up Monday through Friday, what does wake me up? How do I get to work? <laughs> but you think about it is most of us have lived in a state of sleep deprivation for most of our lives, assuming that you were one of those people who woke up with an alarm to go to kindergarten and elementary school or your mom woke up, you know, <laughs> came in there and said, hey, Jimmy, wake up. Like this is the way we've been raised. But it's sleep deprivation. It's essentially our body. We're being woken up before we're done sleeping. Why? Because we stay up later than we should stay up because we live in a world where there's electronics and all these bright lights and stuff, you know, human beings evolved to go to sleep when the sun went down or shortly after, right? Um, nowadays, we stay up seven hours past when the sun goes down doing a whole bunch of random crap and watching porn on your computer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you get my point. Um, so the idea is get to the point where you're starting to go to bed early enough. That way your alarm does not make, wake you up. That means you're not sleep deprived. You notice I'm not giving you a specific number. I'm not giving you a number of, oh, get eight hours of sleep or nine hours of sleep. It'll vary a little bit from person to person. I mean, I will say that there are a few freaks of nature out there who seem to maintain muscle and strength on six or even five or four hours of sleep per night, but that ain't you, <laughs> okay? That, that's not me and that's not you. Like, I've tried it. It doesn't work that well. It's a rare person that can do that. I would say almost everybody should be trying to make sure they get at least seven hours of sleep per night if you want to build muscle and strength. It's not that hard how do I put this? 
It's not that hard to be jacked and have a low body fat percentage on only five or six hours of sleep per night. It's not good. It's not, it's like it makes it harder, but you can do that. But to actually build muscle and strength, I just, I, I haven't seen it done. I don't know. I, I don't know really anybody. I don't think I know anybody personally who has been consistently sleeping like under seven hours per night and is just piling on strength. Like maybe one person, but in general, to build strength truly, like it requires probably like seven to nine hours of sleep per night for most adults. Now, those are really the three tips. It's train properly, it's eat properly, it's sleep properly. I'm not trying to sell you supplements, nothing like that, okay? I'm just telling you how to do it in the most real way possible. And notice, I never talked about ages. Like I said, I'm 34, about to be 35. Um, is it easier if someone's in their early 20s to build muscle? Yeah, sure, a little bit, but not even really a big deal. Like I said, I finally started building muscle when I was in my early 30s because I figured out how to train and eat properly and sleep a little better. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, we all start to lose a little bit of an ability to build muscle probably, theoretically, starting after about age 30. Uh, but I think we can defy aging with a lot of different things, and um, I don't think we should necessarily just believe that because that's what we've been told over all the years. You know, um, Yeah, I think humans are capable of having a much longer lifespan and health span than we've been told, you know, than we've seen or that we've been told we should have. So I also think we can kind of defy the aging as it relates to strength and fitness. Um, yeah. That is all I got for you today, but take those three tips and let's go out there and get freakishly strong in 2024. All right. Love y'all. Talk again soon. Peace.